Hello, hello, everybody. What's going on? It's Jesse Lee. You can call me hashtag Boss Lee or the People's Mentor. And this is episode 434 of the show. This is me in Cabo. Ah! Um, I am with my good friend Ryan Stuman, who you should absolutely all tag on this. His handle is at Hardcore Closer on Instagram. If you are listening to this episode, you can tag me at I'm Boss Lee and tag him at Hardcore Closer. I'm so grateful that he asked me to be part of his masterminding Cabo. And I felt like I was throwing down when I was there. Um, I talk a lot about core values in this episode, which I know I uploaded a podcast a couple days ago on core values, but I go deeper on my core values, not Amazon's in this one. So I think you guys are going to really like that. Um, I talked a little bit about investing as well, which I know some of you often have questions about that. So anyway, I had such a good time and I'm so grateful for our friendship. I'll tell you guys a story really fast. It'll take me two seconds. So we met, uh, Ryan and I met, and it, it's, it's, he's the hardcore closer. He's intense. He is a super, super dominant alpha male. He is really aggressive, and it makes me laugh now because I know how much of a softy he actually is. Um, but I was uh, at the time dating somebody, and we actually happen to have the same cars. So we both have Range Rovers, we both have Porsches, and we both have Lamborghinis. And I was taking, my Porsche was parked in a garage, and uh, he walked up to a valet to a member of the valet who I was dating at the time. This was years ago. He said, that stupid bitch. <laughs> her husband let her ruin her car with her matte black paint job and look stupid and blah, blah, blah. And the valet, who was my boyfriend at the time, said, well, I think she's single. And um, I don't think it's a paint job. I think she wrapped it. Anyway, so I thought he was a jerk for a whole year. That was over three years ago. Then we met the same night that we both met 50 Cent. And I was like, oh, that's that prick. Um, and then we actually rekindled our friendship on Clubhouse and then, uh, we're in masterminds together and now he is absolutely one of my best guy friends. And so, so grateful for the opportunities he's provided with me and you just never know where relationships are going to go when people choose to grow. So anyway, I really think you guys are going to love this episode of the podcast. If you think our, our friendship is funny now that I tell that story, um, on my podcast, I'd love to know. And a couple of quick things, of course. Um, a couple of quick things. So first of all, make sure you leave a five-star review. We're doing a $2,500 giveaway. Make sure you join the Telegram channel. We have almost 1,000 subscribers right now, and today is November 16th, so that's really cool. Um, and so we're going to do our first call tomorrow. You guys will see a pop-up tomorrow if you're listening to this live. Tomorrow we're going to have a call. Tomorrow's Thursday, and this is only applicable if you're listening to this on Wednesday. Um, but anyway, um, we're going to have our first pop-up training tomorrow, so just a heads up on that. Make sure you join that Telegram channel. No spamming at all, just random pop-up calls. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the show. That's how we get rated. And aside from that, if you want me to train your team, just email askjessielee at gmail.com. You do have to have 100 people on the call in order for me to start training. So just maybe keep that in mind when you email. Um, and I'm going to start getting more into paid stuff as well in general. Like if you want me to come train at events and stuff like that as the world has started, of course, to open up. Uh, anyway, what you're hearing on this episode of the podcast is me training a group of business professionals. Anything that could be perceived as an income claim is not guaranteed and cannot be guaranteed. If you choose to participate in a network marketing company, please understand it is very hard work. And by no way are my results typical. Enjoy the show. Huge market like she's in. So I asked her to speak tonight and talk about growing a business and using the money from that in business to invest in the things that she's done. Because she's built an absolute empire from nothing, just like most of us, if not all of us here, from extremely humble beginnings. So uh, let's give a huge round of applause for my friend, Jesse Lee. I might stand up. I don't know. I feel like I'm like, a te- I feel like a teacher. I feel like I'm going to teach. Well, she's not there anymore. Let's teach yoga all of a sudden to all of you. No. So yeah, I'm Jessie Lee. It's really an honor to be with you. And it's 
I won't tell you the whole story of how Ryan and I became such good friends, but it is very funny. And at some point during this weekend or week together or whatever, um, we'll get to it. Um, Amy definitely knows the story. Some of you know the story. Uh, I thought he was terrible. So, <laughs> love you. Okay. So anyway, um, yeah, it's. I want to talk a bit about how to actually scale the businesses that you have, um, and some things that have worked very well for me, and then. We can talk about investments. I didn't know I was going to do that, but I've got no problem doing that too. So uh, I think great things come out of Maryland. We chatted on the plane a little bit. I'm actually originally from Maryland, so I have a bit of that East Coast um, aggression, I guess. Like that Southern hospitality doesn't necessarily come naturally to me, but I'm really nice. And I started in the direct sales, really at home event party planning space 11 years ago. And the only reason I did it was because I was living in a basement and I needed, my rent was getting increased by $300. And I was like, I don't know how you find an extra $300. I knew I had a hustler's mentality. I have a great work ethic. I came from really dramatically humble beginnings. Like I think a lot of you probably have as well, which is part of the reason you're so successful. And so I figured, okay, I can definitely scam enough people to make $300. Cause I thought this whole, funny you can laugh um i thought this entire like the whole direct sales network marketing whatever was definitely you just recruit a bunch of people you scam a bunch of people and then a couple people make money and so hopefully while i talk through this you also maybe change your perspective a little bit on what it is that i actually do because i just run really big business and i run a really tight ship um, i'm known in not in the network marketing world not only as number one but also as the systems queen so I'm the girl that systematizes everything. I reverse engineer things. I create systems around it, whether it's scripting systems, whether it's digital branding systems, whether it's many chat robots, whether it's um, social media campaigns, whether it's um, how to help them accrue wealth once they're part of my leadership organization, how to develop leaders, etc. And I try to create turnkey systems that then of course monetize and allow my business to grow quickly. Um, this obviously applies to any and all of your businesses, as I heard you all share. I'm really thankful Ryan had us do that because we're all business owners and we all require more people in order to grow our businesses. I think we can all agree, right? Um, whether that's virtual assistants, which those are all very much so systematized as well. I love my Filipino crew. I've got a lot of them. Um, or whether that's just my salespeople that choose to develop into leaders. Um, leadership is the one thing that you just can't even put a price tag on it. I think we can all agree. Like when somebody has that it factor and they're willing to be coachable, leadable, teachable, and they're willing to follow things and they're willing to really change their lives. Um, like I, I'm like a crier by the way. So like three of you made me cry. I don't know why. I hope you went like, I was like, oh my God, he's here for friends. Oh my God. Like, I don't know, that's me. But um, anyway, so I don't know why I even just said that, but anyhow, moving along, as I say, just that it factor, that leadership thing, that, that, that thing that moves people into action. And I like to find that and cultivate that in people. And whether that's, you know, you find the people like we all have who want to be low tier salespeople, right? Or then you find your mid tier people who are just like kind of crushing it. Maybe that's, maybe you're probably starting to see faces and then the people who they, they partner with you or you hire them or whatever, and they just want to win. Right. Um, I remember the first time Ryan was talking to me actually about Tom and he's like, he's just, he's just crushing. Like he just wants to win. Like I just made him COO and this is like that intangible thing. Um, obviously all of you probably have in it factor. I would guess. I don't know all of you uh, personally yet. 
but how can you allow the average person to do above average things has really turned my business into what it is. Um, to give you an idea, just a perspective, um, I just had my four year anniversary in my company. I'm the keto girl, um, so I sell the ketones. Our, t uh, our organization does about $14 million a month in sales right now. Um, we are in 28 countries, so I'm really into international expansion. It's one of my passion projects I love. Um, big on empathy, so getting to know people, understand people was important to me. And uh, I personally have, not I don't hire people, but I've recruited over 8,000 personal people. So it's kind of like record breaking. I personally sell about 250,000, 240, to be honest, about $240,000 a month in personal product sales on top of managing all the stuff I do. And then um, that's what I'm best in the world at. And then I'm just pretty good at the uh, investment stuff. So I, I flip supercars. That's a cool one. I'd talk about that. So the car thing, all my cars are like jacked up, you know, they're all built out. Like I, I love that kind of stuff. Um, I own med spas. I own hair salons. Um, I do a lot of trading. I have a bunch of crypto, whatever. I've got all kinds of stuff going on. So anyway, uh, I did take notes because I'm, I want to keep this organized and very valuable for you guys. Uh, the first thing that I, I really think scales my keeping my main thing the main thing and then i let this override into all my other businesses is culture um i don't know what the culture is of each of your companies but you better figure out what it is you better figure out what it is fast um something i was told a long time ago and i just took it very much so to heart was that if you don't create your culture somebody else will and i don't know why but that terrified me like the idea that somebody could come in and tell all of my salespeople, how their life was going to be ran, right? Or I don't know, like maybe that's the control freak in me, but I'm guessing we're all pretty like alpha people. We're probably A type personalities. I'm like, oh, hell no. Like, what are you talking about? Somebody else is going to tell me like what I have to be based off of. And I didn't like that. And so this is, you know, a whole conversation in and of itself. But really, what do you want people to think about when they think about you? Right? Um, and so the first thing I would do, I don't know if anyone's like, I don't know if anyone's taking notes or not, but it doesn't really matter. Um, what are your core values? And this is not even a conversation you could come up with in the next five minutes, but I would suggest you really think about that. And when it comes to me and my core values, every decision I make in my business, I don't say yes to it if it is not in alignment with what I have set as our organization's core values. Every single thing. Um, just a, conver a conversation that just happened this morning and I was working out, which is never a good time to like respond to stuff, by the way, because you got like your like hormones are doing a thing and your adrenaline's going nuts and your endorphins and whatever else. And uh, I already mentioned I have a very large international team, you know, everywhere from Romania to China, Malaysia, Italy, Spain. Um, here. Huh? Here. Mexico. Mexico. Oh, huge. Mex huge, huge, huge Mexico team. Um, Australia. Like, Australian speak English. Bad example. But, uh, well, debatable, right? No. Um, and I have a leadership core group. I call them the lab, Leadership Advisory Board. And two of the people that are in the lab are international. One lives in Italy, one lives here in Mexico, Acapulco. And one of the American girls, we were talking about needing to translate something, right? Now, my number one core value, just so everybody knows, is empathy, which I think it should be Probably most of your core values should include something, even if that's not the word you choose, something that makes people feel, uh, feel seen, right? Makes them feel heard. And one of my American leaders, she goes, well, why can't we just put it in a translator? And I wrote back, because I was working out, bad idea. I wrote, 
are you fucking kidding me? And she's like, what? I mean, can't they understand it? I'm like, oh my God. He's like, I put my phone down. Like, I, this is so out of alignment with how I ethically run business. Absolutely not. It is completely against core values. She's like, well, the, uh, the Spanish people say that they can understand it. I'm like, we have four different dialects of Spanish on the team. That's how diverse this is. So no, you can't just throw it in a freaking translator and expect it. Like I was like, I'm a little hot about it, okay? I'm like, you can't do that. You can't do that. And so all these little examples, I could have easily said, yeah, 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 throw it in a translator. Yeah, yeah, put it in, in French, who cares? Like whatever, the Germans, ah, they'll figure it out. Bad idea, by the way, if you work with Germans to ever not do things very specifically, you will get your head ripped off. Um, very particular culture. So uh, I heard some giggling. So maybe there's like some Germans over here. Does anyone have some like, German persuasion in their lives? No? no? You just like to laugh? Okay, cool. That's fine too. Um, but at any rate, so everything runs back to that. And I would really encourage you to not only have those values, but share those values consistently with your sales team, right? Because then they're going to start asking themselves, right? Oh, is, this, is, is what I'm doing right now, is that in alignment with, I'll give you another core value of ours, excellence, right? You're showing up a little late. Is that an example of excellence? Well, no, right? Is your camera turned on on a Zoom meeting? No, that's not excellent, right? Are you barely scraping by and really working the last like two to three days of the month? That's not excellent behavior. And somebody who is exuding excellence as a leader shows up every single day with the same amount of effort and energy, right? So... All of these different things, whatever you wanna do it for yourself, that's probably an assignment I would give you, like journal on it, think about it, meditate on it, whatever you need to do, whatever your, your thing is you do to catch your own flow. And I would figure out what those things are because none of my businesses would scale if people didn't in a way know what to expect. Make sense? So culture, 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 culture. Um, just like a couple little things, I'm big on the branding in general. So I love what Ryan's done. You know, half of you have tattoos, maybe more than half of you, right? With, with his G-code thing. Um, you know he's always going to be wearing black. Like, I'm pretty sure he's really excited for the seasons to change so he can get out his fall black now that summer black is over. Um, I'm sure it's going to all look very different, and uh, it's going to be super, you know, things are going to change in the Stuman household, right? You know what to expect with him, right? There's a certain, uh, there, there's a certain brand around what he does. Right? You all see it every day. You're part of it. Right? The whole we are Apex thing. What is the brand around it? So uh, our team is known as the Empire. And so I like that he said, she's building these empires. I'm like, oh my God, yes I am. Oh my goodness. Right? But everything from we do have a color scheme. Ours is gold and black. Right? The crown is trademarked and copyrighted. You can't steal it. Um, we literally throw up what looks like gang signs. They're just crowns. I, have, I can't really show you because I'll show you. It's like this. <laughs> Okay, uh, we say things like crowns up, um, everything is tied around it, tons of swag, right? Every piece of marketing has the same branding, you get it. But people start to associate with an image because if I know anything, it's that people want to feel like they're part of something. And so if you want to build your businesses bigger, it can't just be about you and it has to be inclusive and they have to tie themselves emotionally to things that you are doing. So I'm very big on imaging. I'm very big on slogans. I'm very big on, um, like I mentioned, swag and languaging and stuff like that. But it's all part of the culture. Um, I'm going to get into some event stuff and getting in person with people because this is massive. And 
Um, to Tony's point, when he was saying this event, I think he said two years ago, changed my entire life. Um, that was another one that made me cry. Thanks so much. It's like, you were number two. Um, <laughs> just tear up like I wasn't crying over here. But that's where it happens, right? When we, when we pulled up, when we flew into Cabo today, all of us, I was just looking out the window and when we were driving up these hills and our drivers were getting lost and Ryan was having a mental breakdown and you know, I was like, oh honey, we should breathe, okay, right? Um, I was overwhelmed with gratitude for a lot of reasons, but one of which is obviously the world's in a weird place right now, right? COVID, whatever. But the worst part of all of that, I don't think is the virus. I think the real virus and I guess I, I could say, and not to be political, but I think we're all probably hanging on the same political spectrum here, um, safe to say, is it's a disease to not allow people to be around people, right? The amount of mental health effects that clearly happened by people not being able to touch each other or look at each other's eyes, I think was the most detrimental part of 2020 and 2021. And Every major quantum leap in my business, especially in regards to leadership, it happened at events. There was some, even if it wasn't, even if it wasn't me, like even if it's not me that you get it from, and maybe it is me, but whatever. Even if it's a side conversation, you're in the kitchen eating guacamole, and you have a conversation with somebody, and it shifts the whole trajectory of your life. You've got to get around people, and you have to let people see who you are. One of my biggest things is I don't put myself up on some pedestal that I'm an untouchable. Um, I, don't, I don't let people think that I'm not human. Uh, I let people see who I am. And that vulnerability, I'm telling you, and I know a lot of you are like manly men up in here, and I'm not telling you to get like super emotional and cry and do whatever, but you probably should, you might need therapy. Um, <laughs> like, you have to let people in. You all know people do business with people they know, like, and trust. And if you are the leader of what you are building, they want to work for you. They want to know about your family. Obviously not all sacred things, but they want to know about your relationships. I can, we can, she's like, I've been following this like relationship thing, girl. I'm like, oh my God, it's terrible. He's a stalker, right? Oh my God. Right? I was like, wow, like she does actually know me, right? And so she was immediately able to connect with me over something that I've just shared really openly on social media. Right? Little tiny things. And nobody knows the whole story. I know she knows that, right? There's definitely parts of it I'm like, yeah, we're not gonna put <laughs> that on social media, but like <laughs> But people know, right? People know different things and you can start to build and scale a culture around that. Okay, so I do want to go into that because this is something that I think if you do nothing else that I say to do because you forget or whatever, you've eaten too many gummies. Okay, just kidding, love you. Um <laughs> If you do this, your whole business will change, okay? Question, just to, 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 to figure this out, to kind of gauge the audience. How many of you ever feel like when you are coaching people in your business, one-on-one, -on -one, you feel like you're having the same conversations pretty much over and over and over again? And, I love it, thank you for raising your hand. And, not only that, but have you ever noticed that the people come back after their coaching with the same damn question? Yes, yes. And you're, you're like, the last time we talked, this is literally what we talked about and I already gave you a solution. So just not, so it's like four of us. I'm pretty sure it's all of us. Okay, I'm just gonna say it's all of us. Okay, this is my show right now. No, I'm kidding. But um, I started doing something that changed 
the game and really took my business from like, I don't know, maybe five million a month to like the like big leap to 10. And then obviously it's grown even since then and continues to grow. So I don't have like a name for them or anything like that, but, and I'm usually an acronym person, so maybe I'll come up with an acronym, but I started identifying, like, let's call it you five right here. Let's say the five of you are pretty much at the same stage of the game in your business, right? Would you agree that you probably all have the same, for the most part, problems, same issues, same complications, same, you're all hitting the exact same wall over and over and over again. So what most of us do as leaders is we get on a phone call with you and we say the same thing that then we get on a phone call with you and then a Zoom with you and with you and with you. And then by the end of it, it's like four hours later, you're totally burnt out, you're frustrated, you're going home to your partners and you're like, oh my God, like if they could just get it, my life would be so much easier. Well, I decided to create these little like accountability pods almost. Okay, so let's say it's five. I think this works up to right about like 12 just so you know. So I don't know how large everybody's businesses are. Um, and maybe 12 is like way too many people and you're like, no, five's perfect. That's fine too. But every week, that small group that's in the same level of development, same level of sales, same maybe team size, whatever, sales size, whatever it is for each of your applicable businesses. And we get together for a 30-minute accountability Zoom. And so instead of me giving the same assignment individually to all of them, the call opens up. They say, if they did the assignments, because I'm big on assignments, that's also another thing. You'll probably, I'll probably keep giving you assignments. It's like a, it's a great language thing. You could probably adopt and people love it because they feel like they can go and take something to do immediately. But if they've left the Zoom from last week with an assignment, they come on the Zoom, I would say, okay, so you go ahead, get started. And she's like, oh God, so I didn't, actually uh yeah i didn't do the assignment this week and they're not allowed to have excuses by the way okay so like if you didn't do it like you just say it you feel like crap and we move on to the next person right but they're accountable to these people it's a little embarrassing right if you're like i didn't do it then you go oh i crushed it like i got seven new doors in the last week just like you told me to get five my assignment was to get five that might be a big assignment. I don't know. But like, you told me five. I got seven. And uh, I followed up also with blah, blah, blah. I also hit these sales metrics. I also did these calls. And the questions I have for this week are, and then obviously my role then of leader of this little pod is to write down what their issues are. And you'll start noticing this whole pod is going to be like, yeah, that's what we're running into. Also, yeah, like we're having issues closing people that do blah, 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 blah. Yeah, we're having issues with funding. How, oh my gosh, yes. This is exactly where I am, right? Because you're all incongruence because your business is in the same area, right? And so they just go around, first of all, it's the first thing they do, it takes like 30 seconds a person. And then I start coaching the group. Make sense? You're saving time. And also now these people start feeling like they are being held accountable to each other, right? Because I know what it's like when you feel like you're hand-holding people over and over and over and over again. And you cannot scale a business if your entire business is based and predicated upon hand-holding people to success. It doesn't work. Some of you know exactly what I'm talking about because that's your pain point right now. Is you're like, I feel like everything has to run through me. Right? There's no way. I have 33-odd thousand active distributors in the world. Ain't no way. Like, I cannot imagine. I mean, there's not, a, there's not enough hours in the day. It's not possible. 
Those are just the active ones. There's, you know, a graveyard of people who joined and then, you know, I don't know, joined the witness protection program or something like that, right? But these little pods, you can have them, like I said, if it's 10 here and then it's 10 that are a little bit higher, a little bit higher, 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 higher. Then you get to the top and it ends up being what I already referenced once, which is our lab, our leadership advisory board. These people run million dollar businesses. These people are crushers. These people, the conversations are more like, did you put money in the investment I told you to? That was your assignment. You didn't wire the money? I don't want an excuse. Did you do it? Like, and then you're kind of like, yes, like now I'm finding my inner circle. When you start finding an inner circle, like clearly Ryan referenced KD as part of his inner circle, right? He didn't use the word inner circle, but he mentioned, Jeff, you know, he's mentioning these people that have been around for a long time. He trusts. You can start having a totally different level of communication. You can start shoving those people, right? I put our lab in positions of power because especially in my business, it's actually in all businesses. You need your people working together. You need them creating relationships. So some of you, I think, are thinking in your head like, oh, I can't have all of my people working together. It doesn't work like that because they're not like in a downline like yours. Um, these people are not making money off of each other. These are total cross lines, right? Totally different lines of business. They don't make any money off of each other, but collaboration is currency. The more I get them to work together and say, well, this is working in my business, this is working in mine, this is working in mine, this is working in mine. Oh, wow, okay, let's create a system around it, like I already mentioned that's when stuff starts to explode, right? So find people in their gift zones and put them to work, right? Instead of just, oh, these are my best salespeople, can they be empowered salespeople? Because when people are empowered and people feel seen, they do a lot more. So my lab, as an example, it's based off of the most loyal people. Yes, their businesses are huge, but they're super, super loyal to the overall empire, right? Your overall business, who are your most loyal people? And they don't need to be necessarily the top, 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 top performers also. Like I think some of us get really caught up in who's selling the most, you know, who's got the best numbers, who's bringing in the most leads, who's doing the most cold calls, who's doing whatever. That's not necessarily who should be in your inner circle. It's more like who can actually help build your business, who has unique skill sets. And then you put them in their gift zone. Your job as the leader, as the CEO, as the founder of whatever your business is, are, is to put people in the places where they actually thrive. Put people in the places where they can step up and say, I have a gift here, right? For me, the thing I am the worst at in the world, aside from math, I'm not very good at math, okay? Like money I can do, math, meh, okay? But <laughs> I'm not great at organization, okay? If I did not have an entire staff in my, like managing my house, my home, my offices, my everything, it would look like bombs exploded. Like I am like, I, I am a tornado. I don't know if else, there's always stuff like, like why are my shoes like this? This is a perfect example. Who takes their shoes off like that? Me, okay? I don't know why it ended up like that. It's just the way it is. My sweater is somewhere over there because I got hot. It's probably balled up somewhere. Why does the blender bottle cap not match the bottle? I don't know, never would because I don't look. Like I just, just grab and I go, right? And I throw the paper, you know, I'm just, there's always a trail of crap behind me. That's me but I've got people in my leadership advisory board that are super organized, super analytical. Everything is scripted out. Everything is like dot, 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 and it allows those people to thrive. I have an entire graphics team. They're not paid, right? This is like a volunteer sales force. Y'all can pay these people, but like volunteer sales force making all the graphics that are all in alignment with the empire. An entire gear 
team that makes all of our swag gets approved. I don't see any of it until it's final approval, right? Like where are the places in your business if you want your business to grow that you can take your DNA out of it because it doesn't need to be there? And I do understand that is the hardest part of scaling a business is you, it's your baby, right? Are any of you like very emotionally attached to your business? I would guess probably all of you, right? But you can't do everything and you're not the best in the world at every part of your business. And those of you that are trying to do all of it and not allowing other people to thrive and step into the positions of leadership, you're the ones that your business is just kind of stuck. Nobody likes a plateau. You know, I, I've never had a business, of all my businesses, I've never had a business that's like, you ever see these businesses where like somebody starts the business, it explodes, and then they like fade into oblivion right away, like never to be seen again. This is so common, right? I have, I, I don't understand the glorification of like success being all over the place like this. Like if you were steady doing the things that are in your gift zone and you allowed other people to live in their gift zones, you would not maybe go like this, but you would go like this for eternity. And I know that's in alignment with all of you in Apex because Ryan and I had that conversation like three weeks ago. He's like, I've, I've just been like this. People are like, Where, where'd Steuben come from? He's like, I've been here. I've just been steady about it, right? That allows you to actually live the life of the jets and the mansions and the whatever else because your income is then more predictable and your growth is then predictable. And if you're not good at the numbers, get somebody who is. If you're not good at the creative, get somebody who is. If you're not good at the social media, get someone who is. Right? You don't need to be everything, but you do need to employ and empower people to do everything. So that time freedom is huge. That little group thing I told you about, that has given me so much time back. And if you can start finding extra time in your day, not just like a lot of you know, the self-help people are like, just wake up a half hour earlier. If you do a half hour earlier and you multiply it by seven, then that's three and a half hours a week. And three and a half hours a week, you multiply. I'm like, oh my God, like, okay. Like, aside from sleep depriving yourselves, okay, how can you actually make time? And that's by empowering those people. And so I love these small group things. It also develops stronger, more independent leaders who create friendships inside of it. This is key, right? How many of you have friends in Apex outside of Ryan Stewin? Any of you? Oh my God, that's great. Half of you, the rest of you will, okay? Or you just don't like raising your hands because you're just so nervous. Somebody's gonna judge you for raising your hand. Oh, heaven forbid. All right, so I'm kidding. I know it's all of you. But I ask you that because that's the stickiness. That's the glue. And if you wanna scale your business, you have to understand the economy right now is like a poach, 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 economy. Anyone else notice? Like anyone else have, you're nodding like ferociously because it sounds like you have a big business you know what I'm talking about, right? Like really good talent right now. Man, if you think people don't have their eyes on your best people, you are so mistaken. You're so mistaken. There's more jobs and there's not enough people right now. It's the truth. So if you're not making people feel attached to the culture of what you're building and having an income that is you know, something that they're not gonna leave as well, you are gonna have issues scaling this. You're gonna start losing your best people. Some of you are probably like, that is a pain point, that just happened, okay? What can you do differently, right? And a lot of that is creating 
the independent leaders who have the relationships inside your business so that they look forward to going to work every day. They look forward to getting on the calls with you every day or whenever you have them. They look forward to going to events with you, okay? And that, that culture, again, you're gonna build a lot of team culture when you do some of these small group things like that, okay? So I wanna talk, like I said, about this opportunity to connect because I think that this is probably the biggest key to my growth. Um, so COVID obviously happened last year and I had a chief legal officer write me a letter saying that I was on essential business, which I think is essential, so. This is being recorded, right? It's very essential business. I had them write a letter saying that I had essential business in the country of Italy. And so last summer, I went to Italy and I anchored our entire Italian, Spanish, French, and Dutch, and German team while traveling and eating and dancing and being a shenanigator all over the boot, right? All over, like living in their houses and meeting their families and whatever. And I said that part of meeting their families because I would ask you to ask yourself, how much do you know your people? And how much are you going out of your way to make sure that you know that they know you and you know them, right? This changed everything. Me getting on the plane and spending 45 days in Europe last year when everybody else was just, not everybody, but a lot of people were very scared to do it, shifted everything. It was like the big shot heard around the world in my profession. They're like, Jessie Lee is in Europe. She's like, how, how did she get to Europe? You're not allowed to go to Europe. You can't do events in Europe. I'm like, right, but I can rent villas and I can bring them all in. And now we're just at a VRBO in a gigantic, you know, like big old field of grapes in Pazzolengo for, for days and we're getting on boats and we're doing yachts in the middle of lakes and whatever, like culture, in person, right? I'm huge on events, stuff like this, small events, yes, but as people start to get more comfortable, have you started thinking about when you're gonna go do something bigger? Even if you have to have the socially distanced thing to make people happy or Maybe you're used to doing events in California because you live there, but you're gonna do the event in Texas so you don't have to have restrictions. What are you gonna do to get around your people? And what are you gonna do so that you can make that, that special touch? I have a, a department that I would suggest all of you start to implement. I call it the heart department, okay? Uh, and it, it's so important. There is actually a Google form that people can fill out every single week whether something really good happened in their life, or whether something really bad happened in their life, or if somebody just needs to be seen. And what if you had this open door policy almost where your staff knew how much you cared? Because people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care, right? So I specifically have a budget allocated for this stuff. When a baby's born, I have tons of these Monica and Andy, they're so cute, oh my God. These Monica and Andy onesies, tons of them. Boom, get that sent out, we have a baby, right? Um, okay, this person just lost their dog, send them this, boom. There's all, like, everything is structured so people know, and it's, it feels almost like an event to them, right? Because they feel so seen. And so, I don't have much time, so I will just say, all of those little things have made it to the point where our organization has almost no attrition. 
We have 93% retention, which is unheard of in my space. People do not leave because people do not leave where they are loved. People do not leave where they are cared about. And even if you're not a mush ball, you don't have to be. Outsource it. I already told you, if you suck at it, give the job to somebody else, right? But that's allowed me then to invest in other things. That's allowed me to then take a lot of the things that I'm just so, quite frankly, awesome at and spill it into my other businesses. It's allowed me to take the best principles of what I do and scale everything. My salons make way more money than average salons do because I've, I've done all of these things inside of it. My other businesses, they just, they just do more. They just do more. And so it all comes down, I suppose, to culture. And then also the last thing I will just say is, how are you showing up as the leader, right? And that self-reflection can sometimes be the hardest but just to remember that everything you do, somebody is always watching. And how you do anything is truly how you do everything. And the first time I heard that, I felt like I got slapped clear across the face, but it's so true. I called people out on a team Zoom the other day, it was a leadership Zoom, and I just said, I mean, like, I know why some of you, your businesses are literally not growing, because you're sitting there and you're on your cell phones at the same time that you're in a leadership call. I was like, that's why your relationship sucks too. Because you're halfway paying attention to your partner and halfway in your phone. I'm like, that's why your, your diet sucks. Because I know exactly, you're not actually doing it. You're, you're sneaking bonbons on the side, you big liar. Right? Like, I mean, I said it like, I was actually kind of aggressive, I guess. But I said it lovingly too. But I'm like, some people need to be shaken like that. Who are you as the leader? How do you lead yourself when you get up in the morning? How do you lead yourself when you don't feel like going to the gym? How do you lead yourself when you don't feel like going to the meetings and you don't feel like showing up and you don't feel like getting on the plane and you don't feel like sending the messages and you don't feel like delegating and you don't feel like doing whatever? And sometimes just that moment of brutal honesty for yourselves is all you actually need to start really scaling your business. Because trust me when I say they are all watching. They're watching everything you do. They're watching everything you post. They're watching your consistency. They're watching your dedication. They're watching how determined you are. And I hate this, but I feel like it's true. I think your best person should be doing about half of what you're doing. That's what you should expect. So how high are you going to set the bar for yourself to let people then fall in line? So I appreciate you guys. I hope you got something out of that. My name is Jessie Lee, and I can't wait to get to know you guys more this week.